With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Aux Court Approved, the place that we live and breathe music. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are talking about Beyonce's seventh studio album, Renaissance. Um, It's been a while since we've gotten together to talk about music, but I'm very excited for today's reveal, not only for the album at hand, but for the absolute queenish guest that we have on for today's discussion. Um, Today, there's more than one queen involved in today's episode, and it's my absolute honor to welcome in Taylor Hale on the pod. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing? And thank you for coming. Anytime you want me, I'll show up, Isaiah. It's so good to see you again. I'm doing good. I'm a little bit under the weather. Oh, no, I've been traveling. Oh, and it finally caught off with me. Keep wearing your masks, COVID or not. Those masks <laughs> work. They really do help out because I could have something worse than what I do right now. But I'm on the upswing, and I'll always be on the upswing when it comes to talking about Beyonce. Absolutely. Listen, so I remember in watching live feeds for your season, and you were like, look, 
I need some Beyonce. She's dropping the album. Like you're one of the first people I've seen like requesting an album that releases while you're in the house. Yeah. And it was such an interesting uh, moment just to see you like react to everything. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to break down my guests uh, with music before we actually get to the album at hand. Right. So I wanted to see. What kind of music do you listen to? What kind of artists do you listen to? Like, what what's uh what is Taylor's music taste? Ooh, okay. So I wouldn't call it eclectic because that means I assume something a little more funky and all over the place and kind of pierced together. Uh, my music taste is all over the place, though. I generally say I like anything except for country. So we're like, on the same page. <laughs> right. Like, I like things that sound good. If you if you make a good song, you know what? I'll excuse it. Carrie Underwood's got some bops. Okay. Like, mm. But you know. I will listen to anything from Sade. It could be in the morning. Then by the afternoon, I'm listening to uh, NWA. And in the middle of the okay. day, I'll be listening to some Harry Styles. Uh, the things that are always in my rotation, though, are always going to be Prince, Janet Jackson. And then, yeah, I've bumped a lot of Doja Cat lately. I Good. Really, really, really love Doja. Yeah, we uh, we talked about Planet Her last year. It was a really fun time. Oh, I've yeah. I mean, I've been the entire year and an, an yeah. era, honestly. The pandemic was... Defi- like Doja Cat was a soundtrack of the pandemic. You can't tell me otherwise. Absolutely. I- I'm like, uh, I'm dabbling into a lot of new stuff myself. Um, like I'm starting to listen to a lot more house, uh, yeah. Afro beats. I'm big into, I'm, I love Thames who's featured on this album, which is pretty dope. Um, but uh, no, that- that's, that's really cool. Um, but I also Taylor wanted to see uh, specifically since this is a Beyonce focused podcast episode. Um, so what's your history with Beyonce? Um, like, are you a deep member into the hive? Like, like what's going on there? Okay. I can't call myself a deep member of the hive just because <laughs> I'm not trying to like get in the hive and then get stung by other bees. Like that's not <laughs> how this is going to go. Um, but you like, there's, I'd be lying if I said that Beyonce's influence did not impact me from a very early age to where I am now. And honestly, I think Beyonce's impact on me as a black woman and mute, not in music, someone who listens to music as a black woman very similar to why I love Janet Jackson so much. I think you get to see them grow through their black womanhood. Um, You Mm. get to see them understand what it means to be a young woman. What does it mean to grow older and understand like what does sexuality and sex mean? You get to understand what relationships look like, what a relationship with your personal self, with your blackness, with your womanhood. And you get to Mm. understand all of that through their music. So as a big Janet Jackson fan, that's something I was raised on by my mom's influence, but the person that really kind of held my hand and guided me on that journey as well is Beyonce. So I was a Destiny's Child girl. I was always <laughs> Kelly though. I was always, I was Kelly. Okay. Um, but Beyonce's music, just every step that I've experienced in my personal journey, it's it's with Beyonce. And, and that's dope. I'm um, personally like, for example, one of my favorite new artists, uh, Chloe and Hallie. Um, I, I hope you know them. They're okay. amazing. I begged them to play on Godly Hour in the house. And one day, I think it was the Labor Day party, they mm. cut off the feeds and they played that song a few times. Good. Perfect. <laughs> um, they're actually signed by Beyonce. Uh, and, you know, I, I really loved the entire Ungodly Hour album. Um, and I remember, I think I did a podcast with Ozza last year and I, I put her on to them. But, like, oh, when I found out that they were signed by Beyonce, I was like, whoa, like, mm. it makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, it's actually kind of cool. I, I keep bringing up these shout outs. Uh, Beyonce's big into like helping like other female artists uh, and she shouts them out a couple times, you know? So, you know, she's definitely had her touch on like the new generation 
easily. Um, it, it's just kind of cool to see how she's kind of not only touching fans, but other artists and kind of being willing to like bend and, and evolve her music almost. Um, so I'm assuming you listen to Lemonade, right? Of course I listen to Lemonade. Okay, I, I gotta admit one thing though. Okay. I never saw the visual album. Oh, see, I mean, look, that's okay. I've only seen the music video where they're outside and, and like she did it on the it's on the iPhone or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, I have yeah, not either. Okay, okay. Oh, not, they're, not, gonna, not, <laughs> they're gonna come for me. How are you gonna be a black woman in this twenty twenty two? And you still haven't seen the visual album lemonade. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. Busy <laughs> listening to the album. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Then homecoming. Oh. <laughs> um so i also wanted to see so real quick so how far you said that you you've been listening since like you want to say like what teenage or like childhood oh right? childhood look that okay. was i was born in 94 probably like 1999 mm-hmm. when they were really out on the map with destiny's child so it's yeah it's been in my ears since i was a child so how would you say that her like elevation as an artist and like just like a mogul within the music realm has done for you because it's like obviously what, what like she's been in dream girls like she's a huge actress now um she's been all over fashion obviously her and jay-z huge couple in, in music even though they've had their bumps in the road we ain't gonna get into all that but um <laughs> but like yeah like as a fan oh <laughs> as a fan how do you feel about her like like um like just her elevation with other stuff that isn't just music you know i think it's really fascinating I think of people who break outside of their own genres or lanes, if you will. And the two people that I really think of when it comes to being not just an icon in what you do, but becoming a mogul, I think of Tyra Banks when it's modeling, like Tyra shifted from being high fashion, runway, sick, thin into commercializing herself and becoming a mogul. Beyonce has gone from just expanding her vocal range, which has been really interesting hearing the change in her register over time that's always fascinating to me listening to her older albums mm-hmm. when she transitions into more commercial things and becoming beyonce the brand as well as beyonce the human being that's really inspiring now i know there's a whole other side of like hustle culture that we peddle yeah. in our community that i don't like to dive too much into because mm-hmm. i'm not trying to make our entire community scammers and schemers and uh, people who only see their value in their dollar but there is something to be said about the way that people couldn't say her name, called her Beyonce, or said her name was weird or hard to pronounce, to now you are silly if you can't say her name. Autocorrect will correct you if you don't get her name right. There's something about, I mean, and it's like really interesting to me too, because we've seen the transition of Beyonce as someone for the urban market exclusively to Beyonce mm-hmm. as someone who is embraced and defended by all women all people that snl skit of oh my god beyonce's black is the funniest thing in the world to me because it's like she has been this whole time and it's us we're the ones that uplifted her who do you think was wearing house of darion Mm -hmm. and who do you think knows about house of darion who's a beyonce fan today Mm -hmm. and who does not know about house of darion who's a beyonce (laughs) fan today so the mogul aspect is so important to the identity of Beyonce in that world. But it's also really interesting how she's been able to create that, but also step back and keep her private life private. It's been very, really just so inspiring and interesting to see how she can transcend the levels of celebrity. Yeah, just to uh, 
touch on one of those points. I remember when I was younger, like obviously like in like what I'm going to say either middle school, probably uh, there was this one kid who was like a classmate who debated with me if Beyonce was black or not. Yeah. And I was like, Beyonce's black. Like, <laughs> I'm dead. Um, it's crazy though, right? Like, it's like, um, oh no, Beyonce's white. I'm like, she is not like it's 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 wild it's wild taylor it's crazy um self tanner on and said all right i'm gonna be black today okay yeah it's wild i know she killed damn (laughs) it'll make no sense and i think she's actually been unapologetically black especially with her whole super bowl situation and all like she doesn't care you know so it's like people need to shut that down i don't know why they keep doing that um but uh so you also brought up another point that I wanted to deep in dive into a little bit. Um, so some of the listeners for the album actually did while you were in the house, so you didn't get to experience this, but did have an issue with one of the lines she said. Um, it was about her talking about how she has like a nine to five job, and they're like, No, Beyonce's a millionaire. Why is she capping and all that? So I'm like, <laughs> Exactly. But I'm like, she's just trying to make some songs that's like Girl, relatable. She said, I don't have a nine to five. Yes. The person editing the song has a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> the girlies that are going to be listening to this have a nine to five. She did exactly. <laughs> um, but like, do you think people are overreacting there? Like, I, I'm, I, it's not just her. I've seen plenty of artists kind of like paint something just so people can relate to certain lyrics and stuff, you know? So like, how did you feel about that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, this is nothing controversial. Beyonce doesn't write all of her own music. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like Beyonce's most of her songwriters are these really dope black women that are having an opportunity to make an impact in music. There's, <laughs> I remember on Lemonade, uh, I cannot remember what what song it is specifically. It's going to come to me. Okay. Uh, but there's like, oh man, don't play. It's don't 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 hurt yourself. If okay. It, I just, oh my god, I think it's like a genius lyric video, but the songwriter who actually wrote that song, she goes, who the fuck do you think I is? Like, you ain't married, no average bitch boy. That was not Beyonce writing those lyrics down. That was a Black woman releasing her frustrations on the music industry and things that were told to her about what she could and could not achieve. So then, of course, that gets rewritten, re-edited into how is it relevant to this artist or how is it relevant to the market or songs get chopped around all the time. Like slave for you is supposed to be for, uh, for Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Smart, wise move. Janet was like slave. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so music gets chopped around by incredible songwriters all the time. It's not to say Beyonce doesn't write any of her music. It's just to say that some lines, some lyrics are not going to be specific to the person singing the song because they, they didn't write it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there isn't value in how that was created or value in who it's going out to. Like Beyonce, I would argue she does have an obligation to make music for black women considering the level she's transcended to. Mm-hmm. But she she doesn't have she didn't have to to get to the point where she is now. But the music that she sings is still true. The way she that she performs it when she's on tour is still true. So when we're talking about a very specific lyric of having a nine to five okay, maybe that'll start a conversation about what does a nine to five look like? Who is allowed to capitalize on labor of other people? Mm -hmm. But 
let's also look at the value that this entertainer also has. Like music is not just one person saying one thing. It's a collaboration. It's a collaborative effort. So let's chill out on Beyonce for that one piece. There are so many worse things that other people could be doing or saying. Like, come on, please. Relax. Okay. All right. So I, I wanted to jump in. Jump in. <laughs> I wanted to jump in into just uh, a few more facts, and then we can start talking about a couple of specific songs real quick. Um, so uh, for anyone listening, just some cl- um, quick facts. Uh, if you aren't aware, and if you've been like living under the rock, obviously the Grammy nominations have come out. Um, <laughs> the, for twenty twenty three, uh, Beyonce has eight nominations, which is pretty cool for oh, Song of the Year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> song of the year, record of the year, song written with visual media, R&B song, dance recording, R&B performance, traditional R&B performance, dance electronic album. So those are um, some of the nominations. Um, it is cool because if you aren't aware, Beyonce does hold the record for all women for the most Grammys one um, with 28. But she is in striking distance of taking the most in general if she gets 31, you know? So I, f- I feel like she's going to take a couple of these Grammys, Taylor. It's going to be cool. Um, she better. Because <laughs> 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 well, let's be honest, the Grammys have a history of snubbing Black artists. I will never, Absolutely. ever, ever, ever get over the fact that U2's album beat out Mariah Carey's The Emancipation of Mimi for Record of the Year. Album of the Year? Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting to me. I'm sorry. Like, you can't take that masterpiece. I know we're supposed to be talking about Beyonce. But you oh, can't no, you're fine. Go ahead. Of the Emancipation of Mimi, which is pop, R&B, gospel. It is the ultimate accumulation of all different types of beautiful music. And dwindle it down to solely R&B because a Black woman made it. That's the record that she wore. was like R&B of the year. Yeah. So we they, they they have some shenanigans. They got some shenanigans going on over at the Grammys. So you know. Listen, I personally am salty at the Grammys still for giving Macklemore uh, album of the year over not only Kendrick Lamar and Drake and Jay Z and all these other icons with classic <laughs> albums to this day. Um, I will always be salty, you know. So uh, you know, I you know I take it with a grain of salt, uh, mm-hmm. but the Grammys, in my opinion, has dropped in relevance, and I kind of hope that the black people take something like the people with money who complain about this stuff take something that makes something of their own that's a whole nother conversation for another day um but uh just also wanted to say um she does have a total now after this year uh of 88 nominations in general tying her husband jay-z for the most nominations in history so that is pretty dope um i wanted to see your opinion because obviously you've been out the house only for a little bit but i wanted to see if you were familiar with some of the stuff um for any audio only listeners i'm uh putting this on the screen we're, we're just going to talk about a couple of these nominations real quick um specifically song record of the year album of the year and song of the year so taylor record of the year we have abba adele beyonce Brandy Carlisle, Doja Cat, Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige, and Steve Lacey. I'm sure you haven't listened to all of them, but <laughs> just quick glances. Who do you think would take this one for record of the year? Ooh, I mean, look, I want to give it to Beyonce, Break My Soul. There are a few uh, mornings in the Big Brother house where we'd be woken up with Break My Soul. So, and mm-hmm. I, it was the last song, like a big new release song that I heard before going into the Big Brother house. That's how I knew I could uh, request her album because the date was released before I went in the house. So okay. <laughs> break my soul. Just that is the soundtrack of my summer. 
woman clearly i'm partial to the black woman here woman <laughs> like that is it feels so much longer it has more like uh, longevity comparatively like it's been out longer so it's got more radio wave player um plays it's probably been on TikTok longer. Like I can't look at Doja Cat and not think about her overall social impressions or overall marketing impressions that are impacting and changing the Grammys and how we evaluate music. So I really want to see Doja take it honestly, but break my soul is just always going to like, that's going to be the deep, deep, deep in my soul and spirit. And Lizzo, look, <laughs> anything Lizzo's up nominated for, I want that black woman to win. I want her to succeed. Her, her entire existence is just a buck to all stereotypes. So I want her to, to do well, too. I haven't heard the heart part five. Very, listen, if you take anything away from this podcast, go watch the music video for this. It's crazy. Talks about a lot of issues. Like he uh, speaks about Kanye a little bit, the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Oh, uh, you might have to bring me back for another podcast on that one. So I could talk absolutely. about that. <laughs> I'll just say, and if there's any personal favorite, so I think Break My Soul, in my opinion, would win this one. But Sleeper, I know I don't know if you've listened to Steve Lacey yet. Bad Habit, I've great seen song. it. It's like popped up on playlists, like oh, you should listen to this, and I just I skip it. But Give I it a it. chance. I'm telling you, it's so good. Look, if there's a, there's always a sleeper, there's always a YouTube in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and it's it's crazy. Uh, I mean, most of these nominations are the same thing this is the last one we can talk about album of the year um i don't know who abba is but abba's <gasps> i'm i'm, I'm listening i'm i'm slow how old are you, okay? how old are you? 24 <laughs> okay so abba was really popular they you've heard mama mia yes okay oh this it, is the so this is the musical that got nominated for an album right Oh boy! So I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> well, ABBA—they're the band that wrote the song "Mamma Mia." They also have okay. many, many hits. They are like pioneers in the era. I won't say pioneers because I correct. That's black people more. So <laughs> massive influencers in the disco era, and they had this massive resurgence on TikTok. Ooh. And I won't say because of that resurgence, but in uh, tandem with that resurgence, they wrote new music. It got released, and now we're looking at nominations again, which is really, really cool. That's dope. And then we got uh, Adele with 30. Not the best, but I mean, you know, it's cool. Um, Bad Bunny. I don't listen to Bad Bunny. He's huge right now in, in internationally. And then obviously Renaissance, Brittany Carlisle, Coldplay, Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, which, look, if this is up to me, I would give it to this, but I don't think it's going to win it. Um, Lizzo's special album of the Mary J. Blige. So, I mean, I don't know if you listen to all these, but which one would you give it to? So my first pick is going to be Renaissance obviously is harry's house that's what has as it was and uh late night talking yes i really like that and i think styles is a phenomenal musician phenomenal songwriter phenomenal um performer i i would love to see harry styles i could see i would hmm what do i want more i want beyonce's album to get the full breath that it deserves so i want renaissance album of the year and i wouldn't be mad at whatever it was as it was that was nominated for song or record of the year okay and that i know there's a difference between record of the year album of the year yes record record is one song album is the entire body of work and then what is song of the year (sighs) listen i I don't know something more to do with the 
performance and one yeah. to do with all the people who are credited on the song too. I so I think record is everyone is credited. I think song is literally just like radio play. Everyone listens right. to the performance. Yeah. Okay. So, Ooh. which in my opinion, break my soul in that. But I mean, that's a, you know, that's a whole thing. there. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. That was a cool little thing. I just want to try that out. But um, so let, let's, de- let's jump into the album for a little bit. So obviously uh, for those who are not aware, uh, Renaissance is a 16 song album It's one hour and two minutes for the runtime. Um, the last time, if you are not familiar with Beyonce's discography uh, that she dropped was six years ago with the release of Lemonade in 2014. Um, in my opinion, so I think uh, Beyonce's take on this project in comparison to the others is very different. Um, coming off of Lemonade, where it's very focused on like topics of like love, betrayal, infidelity, personal relationships, etc. Um, I think Renaissance actually does a complete 360. I think uh, Beyonce's a lot more wild, but in a good way. I think she's focusing on concepts like freedom, self-love, having fun. And I personally, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the cockiness and, and, you know, confidence that Beyonce constantly puts out. Um, but like, what is like some things that you felt from this album, uh, Taylor? I felt freedom. I felt liberation. I felt permission because so many black women don't really get permission to be the full range of who they are. They don't get mm-hmm. to be a church girl that also goes to the club on the weekend. They don't get to be the person who wants to stay at home, boot up, cuddled up. They don't get to be the person that is saying, you don't mess with me. They don't get to be <laughs> the person who is religious, but also supporting the queer community. They aren't allowed to be all these different things. And what's so interesting is outside of just the lyrics and the energy is the different vibes of music that are brought here. So it isn't just disco. It isn't just like techno. It isn't just hip hop and trap beats. Yeah. It is a little bit of Afro beats. It's timeliness. It's an homage to the history of music, the different types of music and the way that different black communities have contributed to the music that we enjoy. You know, I heard, um, uh i'm still learning the names of everything Go ahead, you're good. I, only, I had an ipod shuffle so i was calling um i was calling Cuffin. i feel like falling in love for the long time <laughs> <clears throat> um but yeah the first time i heard pure honey i was like this is a gay song and i love it and i'm just thinking like listen to all the voices that have been impactful in the ball community that have been secluded to that area for so long. We're just now hearing voices like Big Frida come into music, able to hear and recognize her voice. But what about the years that balance music has impacted black music? What about the years that ballroom culture has impacted black music? What about the years that black women in rap and hip hop have impacted black music, but haven't gotten their due? Mm -hmm. That's all credited throughout this song grace jones being on the track like are you kidding yes me? yeah shout out to the features was a grace jones beam and thames you know yes. pretty dope yes yes i mean there's just i'm going through the album right now like you yeah. can't look at this and look at it as anything other than a tribute to blackness in all different forms and i think it's so beautiful like plastic off the sofa just takes you <laughs> a different war like it takes you back to the 70s like i can imagine what my grandma or my auntie's house looked like when it was first bought and that sofa covered in plastic was first moved into the house 
but then I enter that space 15 years after and what my experience is and how different it is. Like that song takes me back to what her life could have been like in that moment. So it is something that takes me back to honor the people that are in my world. And, you know, like great having that experience in the big brother house was, it felt really good too. <laughs> um you actually touched on one of the things i wanted to say where she is so talented with just like touching on so many different like elements of music like as you said house uh afro beats and then you have a hip-hop and a techno and disco which was wild to me i I did not expect that uh the disco song but um i just think that the production on this project just very vibrant and tight uh you know i she samples and page homage so many people i know she shouts out like rihanna and nikki at some point during this album which was pretty cool which uh i I made a tweet about it before we got on i was like why haven't those three made a song yet so annoying hello work together please i'm sick of this like you know outside of shout outs like the uncle johnny shout out seeing Cena talk about who this person was and how much he meant to their entire family like i was in tears reading that bit Mm -hmm. the whole album is beautiful I just wanted to give credit to her where I think there's not a lot of people who can do this effectively, but like she meshed the songs together. So like flawlessly where like she starts like leading certain songs into the other ones and like sampling certain sounds into the next song. And it it just works. Like she, she's just so good. Like you don't even know where the song stops at a certain point until you're like really paying attention. So I thought that was dope. I think it's the end of uh, Cuff It Into Energy. Like before it, when, again, I was listening to this in the iPod shuffle. You can turn a shuffle a certain way so that you can still hear the album in order. So when I was listening to it, I still heard it in order. I just started a different song, but it got in order eventually. But what I'm trying to get to is at the end of Cuff It, I'm thinking that's the beginning of energy when it cuts over and I was like, oh, okay, like this is the new song. Nah, 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 girl. Nah. <laughs> it's masterful. And we don't have albums, popular albums that do transitions like this anymore. We don't have albums. I talk about this all the time. I miss the interlude. I miss, and Kendrick Lamar did this really well. Um, it was a good kid, Mad City, I think had like the first one with all the interludes on it. But when I think of interludes, I think about, Janet Jackson, I think about how she would narrate the album during her interludes. There's something that will guide you, a a thread that is being woven between every song. And this album just brought me back to that era. Not someone narrating, but someone so masterfully creating a beautiful line that you can glide through seamlessly. It's, if you were to listen to this out of order, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're still muted. <laughs> I was waiting for me to mess up. I'm so annoyed. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, j- I just, I remember watching her in an interview a couple years ago. Um, she was talking about how she's kind of tired of this era where we kind of call it now the fast food uh, era of music where everyone's just trying to make a single that's going to pop for a few seconds and then keep it moving. She's like, I miss albums. I miss projects like things actually mean something and you know they're going to stick around for years to come and i really think that she's trying to bring that back and and you know i think her influence is so awesome that uh even with the house elements on this like i think she's trying to i can see a lot of artists trying to like replicate what she's doing here um shout out to to drake i know he dropped like two albums this year. <laughs> 
but honestly never mind dropped around the same time and that's a house album i was like what the hell like where did this come from Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah i thought that was interesting you know it was interesting all right listen (laughs) (laughs) again you gotta consider where i was mindset wise you know like um break my soul drops honestly never mind the album drops and i'm like yeah there are only (laughs) clips of these songs that i'm even interested in entertaining meanwhile break my soul i'm sure I'm sure Spotify is going to do their rap and be like, Taylor, you listened to this song 523 times yeah, in the mm-hmm. first two hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it shows you when you make music from your soul to feed your own spirit and then hope that the rest, the rest of the world will relate to it and what happens when you make music in the fast casual era. You got your Wendy's and you got your Chipotle. And- <laughs> Drake was on some Chipotle and then Beyonce as always was a five star five dining like find out it's just it's a very different thing you can tell where the music is coming from you can tell like why is Drake just pumping 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 stuff out when you have Beyonce taking your time with her music and it shows the production mm-hmm. album shows I feel like with Drake I'm just getting mixtapes again that are yeah I, I mean I'm <laughs> he was doing it back in the day like I have very little yeah. Let me stop. Y'all know I got I got feelings about Mr. Listen, we, I plan on talking about uh uh her loss at some point because I got some questions, you know, but <laughs> what we're talking about. Um so uh for me, right, with this album, uh there's 16 songs obviously. I have 12 on my playlist, right? For you, uh, I don't know if that's how to for you. So what are some of your favorite songs and why on here? Ooh, okay, I'll say bef- uh, beside Cuff It, beside Break My Soul, because amazing, amazing singles. Uh, my number one, oop, my number one was always going to be Heated. Ooh. It just, like, I got, she said, Monday I'm overrated, Tuesday on my dick. Sound familiar? <laughs> like, I'm listening to this, I'm like, actually, I got to cool off, I'm heated, y'all talking all this stuff about me, I'm heated. That was my summer. People are pinning me a certain way. And I'm not allowed to just breathe and exist. Y'all got me pressed because the first thing I want to do is take this fan <laughs> and cut y'all. <laughs> but it's not necessary. It's not worth it. But when someone can express anger and release in a way that you can't find the words for, to have music be that release for it, it's like, okay, you get me. Uh, Virgo's groove is beautiful. It just feels like, I got the top down. I'm cruising down a freeway. When I say freedom, the soundtrack of freedom for me is Virgo's groove. Like I'm coasting, I'm chilling, I'm relaxing. Um, it took me a while to get into Alien Superstar. Oh, really? I don't even have that on my playlist. That's okay, well, okay, so what do you mean, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I could not get into Alien Superstar until I heard it in the real world. Okay. Well, I was looking back. I know I keep talking about Big Brother, but this is just so listen. You're good. It's so intrinsically tied to my experience in that game. Um, Alien Superstar felt weird in the house. The mute, like the sounds, felt funky. Didn't it feel right? But coming out of the house, it's like, oh no, this is what happens when people can't handle the thing in front of you. And it clicked. I was like, oh, 
okay, this makes sense. Do I have to fast forward a little bit from the beginning to get into it? Yes. yes. I'll, I'll admit that, but I really love the song. Um, and energy is so good. Yes, Honestly, I love energy. People, so Pure Honey is a big one for me because Cunty is like a massive song. It's always been on my playlist for years. Like, mm-hmm. anyway. So as soon as I heard that sample on the track, I was like, yes, absolute yes. But it makes me laugh how Pure and Honey are on that one track, but Cuff It and Energy are not. Mm-hmm. Probably like the most beautifully, massively tied together two songs. So those two are going to be like, I just make that one song. I can't listen to one without listening to the other. Yeah, I, I uh, for me, I really love Move. Um, that like I didn't appreciate it until like the TikTok started coming out and these crazy dance numbers was coming out. I was like, oh, okay, I see the, I see the vibe now. Okay, I see, I see the vision now. Okay. <laughs> um, Cuff it. I I didn't care too much for Cuff it at first, and then when you're her really get into it i'm just like okay like after a couple of plays i'm like yeah this is this is a vibe like i really mess with yes. it because yes. just like it's just such a drastic change like it just turns so disco like i'm like you're giving me like these hard-hitting songs with these basses and 808s and then now i'm just like dun, 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 you know like, <laughs> <It's so moved. laughs> um, oh god is something here i know it's here too I sent it to my mom a little bit ago. <laughs> there is, you know, I know who it is. The same basis. <sighs> this is so embarrassing. Oh no! Listen, I don't Nara even know. Rogers. Um, okay. The basis from Taylor Hale. If you don't say this right now, I'm going to take your black card away myself. Um, from Chic. Got it. The band Chic. So he is just like one of the most influential bassists in music. Period. Mm-hmm. And I came across him on TikTok. He's having this amazing renaissance on TikTok, funny enough. Okay. And he was working with Beyonce on this album, specifically Cuff It. And he says, like, Beyonce gave me so much freedom on the song. And when I heard that bass line again after knowing this, I was like, no wonder it's a perfect song. No, mm-hmm. like, you're someone who is the foundation of the bass line and so much funk and disco and r&b like you have someone who created that energy doing it again for the modern era that's why the song it hits you in the soul that's why the song transcends age that's why it sounds good to us it has our person on it but that's why our parents hear it and they're like oh i'm back in the day (laughs) it's the person that created their music making music for us again it's 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 really immaculate like uh, I have nothing but good things to say about that. I'm gonna sing this actually. <laughs> Usually, sometimes I'm I'm not doing it right now, but I wear these headphones, so I'm like, huh, I want to like listen. While I'm, you know, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, that's an insider thing. Nobody knows I do. Um, <laughs> so, um, as much as the bangers are on here, right? Um, are there any skips for you? Oof. <laughs> are you wearing the beehive? Well, I'm gonna get you in trouble. <laughs> Um, yes. Oh, this is going to get me killed. Okay. Since leaving the house, I have learned that the one song everybody just was waiting for me to hear was I'm That Girl. Okay. Because, look, you can't... Oh, wait, is it Church Girl? No, I'm That Girl. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, yes, yes, the the opening. Okay. I understand why. 
the first few words she says on this whole track is these motherfuckers ain't stopping. <laughs> stop yeah, I was like, oh, I get it now. But when it comes to actually listening to the whole song, I'm sorry. I Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, the, the the reviews I've listened to uh, in preparation for this, a lot of people, it, it's 50-50. Some people love it, and some people don't really mess with it. So I'm, I don't listen. I, I personally like it. It's the golden white, black, and blue dress. So I'm <laughs> um, that's probably the one. Um, yeah, so plastic off the sofa, and I'm that girl, I'll probably... I think all up, all up in your mind. I'm skipping a lot. Listen, I have four skips. Three yeah. of those you've listed so far. Okay, okay. What was the fourth one for you? So I have Alien Superstar, Plastic okay. on the Sofa, All what? Up in Your Mind. America has a problem. Ooh, yes. yes. Not a lot of replay value. Not. I agree. I agree. America has a problem is fun to start out to. Mm-hmm. Am I listening to it all the way through? I'm listening to the part that's on TikTok. That's supposed to be so I'll fast forward to the part that's on TikTok and I'm like, ooh, goes hard. Okay, I got not one. fast not uh fast food uh music p- coming out. You know what you I'm saying? Need, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so I guess uh we can start closing out, Taylor, right? Um so one of my final questions for you. What do you think the legacy for Renaissance is going to be? Do you think it's going to have longevity? Are we going to be listening to this album a couple years down the line? Or is this going to be like a forgotten memory? Um, obviously, I think this is a part of a four-part series Beyonce's doing that she made during COVID. Yeah. So she's oh. going to be dropping a lot of albums uh, very quickly. But uh, how did you? what do you think the legacy is for Renaissance? Ooh, well, I think the legacy of this album is... Um, you know, the interesting here thing here, I remember when people were really badgering our generation on uh, the usage of samples. When sampling has never been something that is new. Like, people have been sampling. I mean, like, so many Prince songs, there are people who sample Prince songs all the time. Some covers that he's done himself. So it's like, that's nothing new here. But people were so adamant about Beyonce not dipping into that territory because mm-hmm. Beyonce is Beyonce. And I think she did a really immaculate job here with her, her team of uh, showing how it can be done and how it should be done. The way that you can do it to pay homage to your heritage, to your music predecessors, the way you can use it to push forward music. And I think we're always going to look at Beyonce as someone who is pushing music forward, not shoving it down our throats or cramming a different <laughs> mold out there but she's always going to be sweeping the discourse forward, whether the music directly reflects her personal life, whether it reflects trends in society. That's what Beyonce's music does, can do and does. Mm-hmm. So I think Renaissance, it's like, it's just a total flip and transition in who we see Beyonce as an artist because the past few years have been defined by her marriage. And, you know, unfortunately, like that's so frustrating it's Beyonce Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at her through the lens of her husband that cheated on her I'm looking at her through the lens of a man whose entire identity has been through capitalism and wealth is that how we have to succeed in this country sure but 
that can be very toxic. Look at the people that say they're inspired by Jay-Z solely that will, in the same breath, discredit and degrade Beyonce and her achievements. Mm -hmm. We have to look at the people that we breed when we look at the examples that we put out there. So if we break away from that, I think that's what this album does. It doesn't define her through the relationships she has to other people. We see her as an individual again, which is beautiful because you should be an individual when you are married, when you have kids, et cetera, et cetera. You don't lose yourself. And I think the music was so dedicated to that that we started to lose sight of Beyonce and her genius and her genius. <laughs> Renaissance gives us, the viewer, the consumer, the fan, the ability to like, latch on to Beyonce as a person, an individual, an artist again. And that's what I'm really, really excited about. So this is going to be the album that takes us down that path again. All right. And I'm very excited to see if uh, her and Kendrick sweep most of these albums uh, awards at the Grammys. Um, Let's see if but, lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that is our little review for uh, Renaissance. Taylor, as always, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you for popping out again, and I'm sure we will be collabing plenty more in the future. Um, (laughs) um, Where can people find you? And uh, if you want to plug anything, you can plug. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the Taylor Mac, M-A-C-K. You can find me on TikTok at the same. I don't post as much on TikTok, but I'm working on it for (laughs) y'all. And you can find me on Twitter saying the dumbest things I can possibly think of as the tay mac i had to abbreviate it because too many characters or someone <laughs> i don't remember but that's where you can find me it's mostly my opinions um and then if you want to subscribe you get exclusive content on my instagram as well so we have some really fun conversations over there too all right and if you want to see me more of me and what i'm doing obviously we're gonna be talking about a lot of music over here um as well as i should be doing a top five uh album of the year podcast on rob has a podcast so uh, you can continue on with the listenership there um and you can find me on silent podcast where i'm talking about a whole bunch of stuff uh specifically right now i'm doing a review series of every big brother season ever so that should be very fun if you are interested in that so um you can check me out there and lastly if you want to listen to some other music opinions um check me out on the purple pants podcast with bryce isaiah at the end of every month talking about our favorite songs that dropped that month so until next time for our next review i'm isaiah have a good one bye Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.